I'm Donica Contour, and this is Naptime Devotionals, episode 116. We have found the Messiah, studying John chapter 1. Welcome to Naptime Devotionals, the Come Follow Me study for moms. I'm your host, Donica Contour, and this year we're studying the New Testament. I am so excited to talk about Jesus with you, so let's get started. Welcome to Naptime Devotionals. Thanks for tuning in. Um, I'm trying to be actually a little bit quiet because it's bedtime and the boys room is right above where I am recording. So if you hear some random cries of a mommy song, I've already sung two songs to the baby, but he wants more. So our fear not count is still at four. Um, I'm eager to watch that grow and I'm going to talk kind of about, um, two main things here. So... Mm, three things just I lied so the first thing is the names of Christ we have one chapter here and we have one two three four five six seven eight nine different names for Jesus Christ in this and I think that that is so cool so I'm just going to go over what verse it is and then where you find it or what the name is so verse one the word verse seven the light Verse 29, the light of the Lamb of God. Verse 34, the Son of God. Verse 38, Rabbi, meaning Master. Verse 41, the Messiah, meaning the Christ. Verse 45, Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth, the son of Joseph, which technically could be two different names, but they're all in the same verse, right? One right after the other, uh, one after the other. So I counted it as one name. And then um, verse 49, this king of Israel, and then verse 51, the son of man. And I think it's so cool. We have all these different names to encompass Christ. And it's interesting because um, names are something that we see used and changed a lot in um, within the Bible. Um, in the Old Testament, the one that comes to mind is um, Abraham becoming Abraham. Right. And, um, what's his wife's name? Is it Sarai and we become Sarah, I think, or am I mixing that up with somebody else? There's a good chance of mixing that up. My brain's half asleep guys. But anyway, I just love all the different names that we have for Christ here. Um, and then I want to talk about verses four and five in, um, obviously John chapter one, that's the only chapter that we're in today. In him was life, and life was the light of men. The light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. I love the second verse. I love verse 5 so much. The darkness comprehendeth it not. And we have a really, we have a lot of examples of this um, literarily in <clears throat> Harry Potter, right? We have his mom's love for him um, and then his love for everyone else and the darkness Voldemort does not understand why this love is so powerful he's like it's just a bunch of hokey magic right um, my favorite example of this comes from C.S. Lewis Aslan dying on the stone table for Edmund and um, how that he talks about the dark the 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 witch the white witch and how if she understood the deep magic, um, she would not have made, made the mistake that she did. But because the darkness does not comprehend the light, 
she didn't understand it. Both of these are purposeful echoes on part by part of the author, which is why I brought them up. Both of these are purposeful echoes of Christ, of the sacrifice that Christ has given to us, for us, that Satan does not understand. He does not comprehend what sacrifice truly entails, which is why he tries to get us to misunderstand sacrifice. Every time we hear sacrifice, all of us kind of go, oh, no, I don't want to give up something that I have, right? What we don't understand about true, honest sacrifice, like the sacrifice that Christ gave us, it is willingly done, not begrudgingly, willingly done. And it is done knowing that the thing we are giving up is on behalf of something so much greater and so much more valuable than what we have right now, which I think is just incredible. Okay, and then there's one more thing I wanna talk about. My mom gave me this little cute doodad. You can see it on YouTube, <clears throat> but it keeps getting in my way. <laughs> so um, there's one more uh, section of verses, verses 16 and 17 that I wanna talk about and then be done for night tonight. It's kind of it's kind of a quick one tonight, you guys. It says, and his and of his fullness have we all received, and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And I wanted to look at those two words and compare what we understand about them as human beings versus what we understand about them in the gospel, right? So worldly, the OED, the Oxford English Dictionary, what does that say? And then how do we compare against um, the guide to the scriptures and what that says? So I'm gonna start off with the OED, my best friend. Um, so grace, smoothness and elegance of movement, courteous goodwill. And then it says in Christian belief, the free and unmerited favor of God and then the fourth definition is actually kind of my favorite. A period officially allowed for payment of a sum due or for compliance with a law or condition. Its origin is Middle English via Old French from the Latin gratitia or from gratis, pleasing, thankful, related to grateful. Okay, so keep that in mind. And then this is from the Guide to the Scriptures. The enabling power from God that allows men and women to obtain blessings in this life and to gain eternal life and exaltation after they have exercised faith, repented, and given their best effort to keep the commandments. Okay, so I think probably the fourth um, definition of grace, a period allowed for payment of a sum or for compliance within a law, right? Time to exercise faith, to repent when we mess up, and give our best effort to keep those commandments, to co create compliance within that law, within that condition. Um, so I think that those match up okay. Um, but I do love that it comes from the word grateful. And I think that there's something so beautiful about that, that we are so grateful to our Heavenly Father for giving us the opportunity to exercise our faith, for giving us the opportunity to repent, giving us the opportunity to keep commandments. I actually read this really cool thing. Um, if you don't follow Jody Moore on Instagram, highly recommend. It's I think it's just Jody Moore um, coaching. And um, she talks about how she used to think commandments were um, these like list of do's and don'ts. And the reason that we followed them was because the people who gave them 
we're our heavenly parents and we want to be like them and we want to listen to them. So that's great. And she goes, what I realized is that they're actually tools to help me become more like them. They're not just giving me these things arbitrarily. It's like, no, when you follow the commandment, thou shall not kill, right? That's an extreme one, but we're going to go there because <laughs> most of us don't have a problem with this. Um, but when we're given the commandment, thou shall not kill. That helps protect our souls in a way that killing hurts. It hurts our souls, right? To take the life of another human being. Um, and that helps, and it helps us learn to honor life, which our um, heavenly parents do. And so it's one of these things where they're all tools. Okay, and then the second word is truth. So this is again, OED definitions. There's three of them. One, the quality or state of being true. Two, that which is true or in accordance with fact or reality. And then three, a fact or belief that is accepted as true. Um, the origins Old English from truth, and it means faithfulness and consistency, which I just love. Um, and then from the guide to the scriptures, it says knowledge of things as they are and as they were and as they are to come. Truth also refers to light and revelation from heaven. Um, and so I love this idea of faithfulness and light, revelation, and knowledge of things as they are, as they were, and as they are to come. Um, because that allows for fluidity of things, because things change. Um, but at the same time, it allows for that consistency. Like, for example, there's some things that change, right? Like the state of water. <laughs> a weird example, but we're going to go with it right? It can be a gas, it can be a liquid, it can be um, a solid, but it's all still water. Um, and that's truth, right? But it, but it's moving, right? As it was, as it is, as it will be. Um, but it also allows for the fact that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We know how he was, and how he is, and how he will be, and they're all exactly the same. Um, and so I kind of just wanted to play on this idea or not play on it, but just kind of bring to light this idea that grace and truth. So law was given by Moses, but grace and truth, right? The power from God that allows men and women to obtain blessings and eternal life and exaltation after we exercise our faith, repentance, or, and we repent and we give our best efforts to keep the commandments, grace, and then truth, the knowledge of things, how they are, how they will be right now, or how they, how they are right now, how they used to be and how they will be, light and revelation from heaven, truth are both brought to us by Christ. Um, and I think that that is immeasurably true, <laughs> immeasurably. Um, so I'm going to leave you with that for today and I will talk to you guys next week.